What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. It's the Christmas episode of Come On Man. It's kind of funny saying that because for you regulars that listen, you know that I record these episodes weeks in advance. Still, kind of fun to think about it. Anyway, if you haven't done it yet, please subscribe because I release a new episode every Monday. Also, if you have a minute, please give us a five-star review. It really helps us out in the algorithms. All right, this week... I had our 3% brother from Bristol back on to discuss toxic friends and family members and how important it is to cut them out of your life. Sometimes it's easier said than done though, right? Well, I'll bring you that conversation right after this word from this week's sponsor. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right. Merry Christmas, Luke. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Paul. Didn't that go quick? Yes. Oh, this year has gone by so fast. (laughs) I mean, it felt like it was October, like yesterday. Yeah, I felt like it was literally October when we recorded this, but... uh... Like, what happened? (laughs) I did tell you that it's the it's the Christmas episode though, right? That this yep. is this is going to publish like the week before Christmas. So cool. yeah, Merry Christmas. I hope you got all your shopping done. <laughs> oh, yeah, in epic fashion. Of course. What three percent men do during the holidays, although it's not covered in the book. No, so, no. <laughs> this week though we're, what what are we talking about this week, Luke? Today, we are talking about something that I see on this page a lot from so-called 3% men complaining or asking how to deal with having toxic friends. Yes. Toxic friends. I don't have any. Nope. But that's mainly because if someone's being a toxic piece of shit in my life, I 
avoid them. <laughs> I mean, the way I see it is that if you really have read The 3% Man and you have embodied it and you've, even if you've just read it once, you should know that in any relationship, if you're not growing together anymore and a toxic friendship is definitely not helping you grow, you got to, you know, tell that fucker to go. And I'm not sure whether it was Corey or who it was, but a lot of people have been saying, you know, that take people as they are, not for who they could be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, you can't change people. No. People are typically uh, inherently who they are unless they want to change. Cause it's not like people can't change or won't change. I mean, look at us, right? We, we were all 97% men at one point and we found that, you know, whatever our, what we were doing in life wasn't working. And mm -hmm. we, we decided to seek out answers and like, how, how do we fix this? How do we make things better? So people can change, but they, they're never going to change because you want them to change. No, it, any change has to come from them. And it would usually happen from a serious disaster or, you know, they have to be begging you for help really if they want to change and even then even when people beg you for help it doesn't mean they're going to do it the only person who can really make changes is is them exactly so let me ask you a question luke i think you've told me this offline you've had experiences where you've had uh some toxic friends Oh God. Yeah. I've had so many. I spent, you know, 29 years of my life and I'm 30, you know, dealing with toxic friends and just thinking that that's how life is. And that, you know, people who love you are going to put you down and fuck with you. And, you know, this is how things are. These are my friends. I can't do any better than that. You know, until I got into the manosphere and started exploring, you know, dating and game because it's, it's the highest level of self-improvement, isn't it, dating? Because it really is ruthless. It really is, yeah. Oh, God, Dr. Glover talks about it in uh, Dating Essentials for Men, about how, like, you're, there's no other situation where you're, you're really putting yourself out there and being super vulnerable until, like, you go out there and you're trying to do well with women. You have to fix, you know, I, I believe that you have to have every area of your life needs to be seven out of 10. Your sort of mental health needs to be seven out of 10. Your physical health, I mean, really does need to kind of be seven out of 10 as well in order to, you know, successfully attract beautiful women into your life. You know, everything kind of needs to be a, a good feeling of a seven out of 10. You know, your friends need to be supportive because, uh, the thing is, you know, it, it, we really are the average of our five friends. Now, I know Rolo was knocking that on his podcast the other day, but seriously, you know, what, we really, we really are, aren't we? You know? what, what, what did Rolo say about it? Well, it was the, the one that you came on to. Uh, he said, you uh -huh. know, well, if I'm the average of my five friends, the, the people I hang with, then I'm a dog or something because I hang around with my greyhounds. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that episode... Uh... It's funny. I, I feel like people on the page might think that I'm an anti Rolo Tomasi guy and I'm not, I think the guy's brilliant. He has some really good insight. I just think a lot of his stuff, if you don't take it for what it really is, it people like will take that and twist it into some negative shit, you know, especially guys that are like coming out of bad relationships, you know, and they're mm. just looking for reasons to like hate 
fucking their ex-girlfriend and like women in general. Oh, Rolo is a genius. Yeah. Yeah. But they, 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 but you can easily take his shit and twist it into some negative stuff that, you know, it's just not, not helpful for anybody, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What is it that you see you messaged me this morning? It's, I said, it's just your time, man. Yeah. She's not yours. It's just your turn. She's a whore. They're all whores. They took out germs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, so, you know, I mean, that's the thing, because at the moment, I've got a good example, actually. And this is actually not that long ago. um, I was helping a guy from another dating forum. I was really, he was reaching out to me. This is why I'm a little bit reserved about how many people I can, you know, help out these days because he was reaching out to me all day, every day. And I was coaching him. Let's call him John for safety reasons. Sure. And John was in a dry spell. John was really struggling. John had, he had a brilliant life. You know, he had a good job, but he also worked, um, had his own business on the side of that job, making high end deals and, you know, flipping very expensive items and making huge cash. He was also a very serious athlete as well and in perfect shape. He had great style, but John struggled with his mindset and his mindset, you know, held him back hugely. But the problem is, is that he was messaging me more than anyone else. And I was messaging him because I liked the guy. He was a great guy, right? He was a good, good student, good guy. But um, I, I never got him out of his rut, even though I tried. But the, do you know what? His mindset became my mindset. Mm. And I put myself into a dry spell because of talking to him all the time. And then I, I, I came out and then I joined this page quite soon afterwards. And I started talking to you, Nathan, Christopher, <clears throat> and my dating coach, Profit Gains, who mm-hmm. were all doing very well with the ladies. And then suddenly... I'm out my dry spell and I'm doing well. And the more I talk to you and the more I talk to my dating coach, we're kind of having similar experiences right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is really important. Now, like you and I do differ though on, uh, like if you have friends and they're kind of like, but they bust your balls a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm okay with that because I like to bust my friend's balls and, uh, you know, if they bust my balls, I bust them back. And that's, that's friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got, I, I got that a lot of that from the military though, you know, like in the military, it's like a brotherhood. We all have each other's back, but we're always just constantly, you know, snapping on each other and bust each other's hubs and stuff like that. And it's like, you could take it personally, or you could just, you know, kind of laugh it off, take it in stride and, and dish it right back out too. So, I mean, but there are people that are, that do it not in a fun, playful way. You know, there's some people that do it to try to cut you down to make themselves feel better. And that's bullshit. They do. And so if people like, I imagine you with you and your team, you know, you'd kind of, they'd earned the right to do that over time. And they knew where the boundaries were. Mm-hmm. And they knew that if you were in a situation where you needed to be raised up or supported, they would cut that shit out straight away. I imagine that's what was happening. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. So I've had a lot of people. um, I mean, I've been through a lot of shit and I've, I've kind of spent a lot of my twenties being half contextual alpha and half 
massive, massive beta and dipping between the two. So I was a perfect target to pick on for a lot of guys, you know, there mm -hmm. was, I was nice, you know, I was the perfect guy to bring down, you know, kind of a threat, but kind of not at the same time, very anxious, had a lot of anxiety, but at the same time I was a great athlete and a great musician. So I kind of had that alpha status kind of happening at the same time. So I was swaying between these two worlds. I like to think now that I am, you know, 98% alpha now because I've managed to bring that out in multiple situations thanks to Corey Wayne's work um, and the work of, you know, other great people who've helped me. Um, but, um, you know, I, I've spent many years dealing with uh, friends who uh, had very negative mindsets and beliefs, which then became my mindsets and beliefs that stopped me from succeeding and stopped me from achieving my goals because I, I adopted their belief systems, but also, um, and nobody on here can ever deny this, one fuck up with me and you are out of my life. And here's a good example. Just look at how I run the page. <laughs> one fuck up, <laughs> one disrespect to me, you are out. If I feel that, you know, if, if I'm with a friend, right, or a, a friend who mm -hmm. puts me down, at any point shows that they've not got my back, puts me down in front of me, puts me down behind my back, or disrespects me, makes me feel unsafe, uncared for, or tries to compete with me, tries to one-up me. You know, like, let's say for example, we're talking uh, in front of a pretty girl that I like, and they then put me down and go, oh yeah, Luke's got OCD, washes his hands too much or something. I'm like, get the fuck out of my life and never come back. Yeah. And they'll be like, no, but I didn't mean get, get the fuck out now. I, <laughs> this is it, I learned the hard way. I learned, you know, one day it just all clicked and it all snapped, you know, when this friend who'd supposedly been a friend for many, many years, you know, I'd known him for 15 years and he'd jerked me around and the icing on the cake, he actually stole from me and never, never gave, the, never gave the stuff back. He did this multiple times. He said, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the money for that thing I stole, I took from you. And then he, and then he didn't do it. And I was like, you're never coming back into my life again, ever. Yeah. Sometimes it's just easier uh, to just cut them loose and be like, all right, well, that I hope you'll, the thing that you stole from me, I hope it was worth it. Uh, yeah. But that's what it costs. That's what our friendship costs you, but get the fuck out. Then try to get your money back and stuff like that. It's not, not always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the theory, it's the principle behind it because, you know, it would have been about, worth about $13 but the principle behind it that he fucking stole I mean it wasn't even the first time he even took a guitar off me which wasn't his and uh and, and that's he, not cheap either yeah 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 I lent it to him I said you can borrow this and then he started having adjustments done to it and things and he wouldn't give it back and he you know was having it like you know remade and redone and put new strings put like new um this and goes oh well it's mine now because i've done all this work i was like no you're giving it back that is mine he took yeah. a guitar strap as well my spare one he took it and he still got it to this day and i was like this guy putting me down in front of everybody mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was uh terrible and for all these years i uh had all his limiting beliefs in my mind like oh there are no decent women around and Oh, uh, well, all English women are scum. I've probably said that a few times. It's not true. There are plenty of good ones out there. A lot of what I thought came from him. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that sort of goes 
uh, it kind of goes hand in hand with like what Corey talks about in the book, as far as uh, getting advice on relationships. Right. And he talks about um, when you're trying to get into, like when you're dating and you're, you're, maybe you're not having success, your friends are like quick to give you advice. Like, Oh, we should do this to attract her. You should do this, but you have to look at their relationships and, and if they're not getting the results that you want, like, should you really be listening to them? I mean, that goes uh, like if your friends are being pieces of shit and they're holding you back because uh, of like their beliefs start rubbing off on you and stuff like that, it's much better to just <clears throat> get, get them out of there and start hanging out with people that have the kind of mindset and success that you want to have so you can emulate it better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Otherwise they're just holding you back. Yeah. I mean, you are not a 3% man if you tolerate that stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it goes against everything in the book. Corey always talks about, Hey, you know, you're being, you're being rude. You're being unpleasant. You know, you're not being nice to me at all. That, 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 the way that you do that with a woman is exactly the same that you do that with a guy, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, you're being really disrespectful and um, you know, come back to me when you're ready to be nice. Or in my case, get the fuck off the page. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, go away. That's enough. And it, it comes from a, a mindset of scarcity. It comes from a mindset of thinking that you're not good enough of thinking, well, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to, to do better. I don't deserve to have better. So if you allow people to disrespect you, treat you like shit and you allow toxic friends to be in your life, you know, scarcity, mate, you're a fucking sucker. You can't, do you know what I'm saying? It just sounds yeah. harsh, but you're not, you're not, a, you're not a valuable person because, you know, you don't value and respect yourself because to be part of my life, my life is incredible. Same with you. Anyone who gets to be part of our lives, like their, their lives are transformed being part of this good stuff. So they have to earn their place and prove that they want to be here in one way or another. Yeah, I agree 100%. One one thing I was trying to think of before we were going to meet up today was like a good, solid example that I had. And and like I said, I don't have a lot of negative friends because I just don't hang around with them. But family members, family Mm. members, you don't get to choose your family, you know. But so that becomes difficult when you have family members that are negative as shit. And uh, I, I was able to think of a story from, from like my life, like my parents, for instance, uh, I love them to death, but they are, they can be negative fucking people, especially when I got divorced, Mm. when I got divorced, my parents, and they still are to this day, they are more like upset with my ex-wife than I ever have been because although I don't like my ex-wife, um, I hated the marriage more. And so the fact that she filed for divorce was like a blessing. And I look at it like, Oh, actually this was fucking awesome. It's yeah. allowing me to be happy. I'm not stuck in this fucking relationship that I've, I've hated, you know, cause I, the, the last half of our marriage, uh, we, we were married for 14 years. So the last seven years was just misery for me. I fucking hated it. I was very cynical when it came to marriage and women and relationships. Mm. And since then I've like, you know, like uh, I've, I've changed my mind a lot on relationships and stuff like that, but um, I don't hate her for doing that. I hate her for other reasons, you know, like, like uh, 
fucking not being able to you know make her own way and having to come come after me for money all the fucking time you know marrying a fucking douchebag loser that can't support her correctly so that she needs to she feels she has to come and ask me for money and stuff it's like you know what um that's bullshit but my parents anytime she she does this stuff like that they are infinitely like more mad about it than me and they fucking hate her guts and then it's just i gotta hear them just talk negative all to me all the time about it and that doesn't help me (laughs) you know because i'm like okay this is the situation i'm presented with okay what's the solution here and like how do i work through this so it doesn't impact my life and i can move on my parents are like, you need to fucking stick it to her. You need to like go find a lawyer and spend gobs of money on lawyer fees just so to make a point in court and take her back to court and like, you know, ruin her and all this stuff. And I'm like, how's that helping the kids? Yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm looking at it. Uh, what's in the best interest of the kids here? And is me constantly sticking it to their mom and taking her back to court and ruining her financially because yeah, I could probably afford lawyer fees more than she can. Yeah. But I'm still going to probably go into fucking debt over it. Is that really worth all of it? You know? So I have to constantly separate myself from my parents and like their advice because Mm -hmm. it is so fucking toxic. You know, it's like, you guys aren't helping. I appreciate your guys' passion on this and that you hate her like more than me. And somehow her divorcing your son is more of an insult to you than it was to me, but I can't live my life like this. You know, I can't live with her being in my head rent-free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really frustrating. Yeah. So yeah. And that, uh, I see that so much. And I think a couple of weeks ago when I had, uh, I had Matt on the show. He's a divorce attorney. We were sort of talking about that, you know, like people just get, when they go to court, man, it is like fucking knives out and there's no point to it. You know, there's no reason why things can't be settled amicably just because you guys can't get along in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you cut, everyone's constantly got those voices in their ears. Usually it's parents or you know, friends and family members that are just like, just fucking negative all the time. Like, Oh, you should fucking stick it to her and all this stuff. It's like, cause I know she's got that going on on her side. Mm. So it's like, it, is it really helpful? <laughs> so, yeah. And it goes into that feeds into whose agenda is this, which was the video I did the other day. Mm-hmm. Who's, whose agenda is this? Whose fucking voice is this? Cause a lot of the time you'll find a lot of the things you're doing, and thinking and saying aren't actually your voice at all. It's someone else's agenda. And that's someone of the, of the people that you're hanging around with, which is one of the reasons why, you know, for me, it's very powerful to talk to people like you who, you know, it has a, have an amazing life. I know you've got some shit going on right now, as well as some good and some bad and some ugly, um, you know, but, on the whole, you know, you're a positive person and you really want the very, very best for everybody. Mm-hmm. So these are the kinds of people you want to be surrounding yourself with, really, you know, the people who really want the best for you. And I, I haven't done this to you because I haven't needed to, but I shit test my friends all the time. Do you? How do you, how do you shit test your friends? Oh, I open up about things that I'm, the, the vulnerabilities and things. 
so I'm, you know, I'm telling them about, you know, about like my OCD and my like anxieties and stuff and to see how do they respond? Cause a shit friend will back away and disappear and pull back and be like, Oh yeah, right. Cool. I've got to go now. But a good friend, when you open up about, about things that are triggering you and scaring you and causing you anxiety, they will try to help you through it. You know? Well, maybe, maybe you are shit testing me, Luke, cause you do tell me about that stuff. And I just, <laughs> I don't pull away and be like, Luke, like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Like we just talked through it. I don't know. Maybe it's my indifference that makes a difference. I, don't I think it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I told you about the processes that I'm taking to tackle it, but you know, I will with close friends, I will often point out like behaviors that they're doing in, in person, like things that they're doing that would annoy me, like things that my housemates are doing, like, you know, not touching my stuff and things like that. And to see, how they respond because you know a good housemate or a good friend will always adjust slightly to make me feel more comfortable or they'll be very positive with me and supportive and try and help me get through it whereas a, a dickhead will will just completely ignore it and forget all about it and sort of uh you know will sometimes use it as a weapon against you mm. i often give people weapons they can use against me to see if they do got it okay Oh yeah, deliberately, because you know, when you turn your back to someone, there's two types of people, really there's two types, two types of friends. There's the, the friends who will cover your back at all costs and be like, yeah, man, I'm gonna help you. We're gonna get you through this, you know? And then if people are like asking questions or like, what the fuck's that guy doing? Why is he doing that? I'll go, oh, no, 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 it's nothing. No, he's, he's great, he's brilliant, do you know what I mean? They'll help you try and cover it, help you try and give, keep you in that strong frame or there'll be people who'll stab you. you. Yeah. <laughs> stab you in that exposed back. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I always give them my back immediately. I show mm. my vulnerability immediately and see how they deal with it. And then you act accordingly, cut them, yep. cut them loose or bring them into the inner circle. <laughs> mm. It's almost like, it's almost like, really, it is almost like a shit test, really. To, I mean, it's almost like forcing an IOI from a woman. I take people to that point where it's make or break as fast as I can to see, you know, to see who they really are. Yeah, you know, actually, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Because Dr. Uh, Dr. Glover in, in Dating Sessions for Men talks about testing women but he doesn't, it's not the way guys do it. It's not a shit test per se. Cause it, you know, shit test is like a woman testing to see if you got your shit together. Uh, this, uh, his test system, it's like a three-step process. It's, uh, to test for interest. But he says, he says, uh, once I explain this to you, you'll see that you do this naturally in most circumstances when you're dealing with people, you know, mm you'll uh, like the initial test is just to test to see if they're friendly or not. So you walk up and say, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Or, Hey, uh, what are you up to today? Or they're in the supermarket and they're looking at tomatoes. You're like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Uh, what's the best way to find a ripe tomato or something, you know? Huh. And if they blow you off from there, then you're like, okay, well have a nice day and you move on. And if they want to continue engaging you, then you can move to like, a second level of interest, right? Where you're, uh, you start bantering with them a little bit and trying to get some rapport going and see how they respond 
to what you're saying. Maybe they'll bring up a, if they have a boyfriend or a husband or something, you know, yeah. uh, but if everything seems good in step two, then you move up to step three where you tell them to do something like give me your number or set a date or whatever like that. So, but you could do that. That's just in the uh, dating circumstance, but in a, you know, any kind of situation, like you sort of do that when you're meeting new people, right? You sort of qualify them to see, are we going to be friends? Like, can we be pals? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that makes sense. So do you like, do you, uh, like you get right into the shit right away or is that maybe uh, after, after right away? Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, we'll have our pleasantries first and, you know, kind of get to know them, get to know what they're interested in. But um, I let people know what's going on immediately. I let them know how it is. You know, if you're going to hang with me, these things are going to be happening. You know, this is the standard I expect from my friends. So as I say, when we're vetting housemates, we, we instantly, because me and my buddy, the guy I go gaming with, we live together and um, we always end up every six months, the third housemate, just for whatever reason they move out, maybe they just can't handle the fact that we're so tight together. But you know, we, we, we tell them immediately that we have a really dark sense of humor. Like, can you handle that? Yeah. You know, this, is a, this kind of house is not a that kind of house. Um, We've even started um, telling them our political leaning point as well, because that's something that we obviously are not going to discuss it here. Why would we? Right. But, uh, this is not a political show. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you wanted to check out our Facebook page, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we, we just tell them everything. We lay it down and be like, oh, by the way, Luke has OCD. You don't ever touch his stuff. You don't go in his bathroom. You don't this, you don't that. And if, and if people can handle that and if they can handle and, you know, and support all of that, then we're like, oh, so, you know, you can, you're still here. You're still okay. Yeah. You don't mind. All right. Well, we've set the frame. Yeah. Well, but shit. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to live with somebody, that's super important. You know, you can't just like invite any old Joe off the street to come live with you and not expect to set some kind of fucking ground rules, especially when you and your, your uh, roommate have been living together cohesively for a while now like it's your guys's house that these people are stepping into yeah yeah yeah. super important to set that kind of shit for sure that's it and it's the same in dating as well is that um i i mean you you saw what i was doing today with that girl setting down that frame of saying hey if you're gonna mess with me you need to understand these things and she's got her boundaries i've got my boundaries yeah i mean i I don't know where this is gonna go but you know when i lay down my boundaries she she was very accepting of that you know there's no hidden agenda people need to know there's no you know you're not just going to suddenly tell them in three months oh by the way i'm you know i'm like a raging vegan or something and i can't have you eating meat near me or something just mm. for the record i'm not and neither yeah. is Paul. <laughs> nobody nobody likes vegans everyone everyone knows that no, just kidding no. there's vegan guys on the page i'm just fucking oh, i know i know i know i know i've got no beef with those guys they wouldn't eat it anyway <laughs> touche uh, don't milk it don't milk it oh god <laughs> they just keep coming <laughs> yeah. that, no one's to grass us up are they <laughs> oh my god there oh the side topic though there was like a couple months ago i did that video on uh eating eggs and how it's supposed to boost testosterone and like <laughs> how i was making pickled eggs and fuck sure enough like one of the vegans 
pops up in the comments like, oh, eggs are so bad for you and cholesterol. And oh, you should eat fucking grass and <laughs> salads or something. Like, what? No, fuck that. Beans and drain all your testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, testosterone is kind of important to me. Uh, might not be for you if if all you care about is you know sticks and twigs. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's ways to boost uh, testosterone if you're a vegan, but uh, I don't want to find out. I, I'm no, gonna go. No. I'm gonna go eat, eat my steak and eggs and uh, yeah. And, like uh, if that whole thing about cholesterol is true, I'd be dead by now. Every meal is super high cholesterol every meal i eat anyway this is for another one but um <laughs> we're gonna have to do that discussion on testosterone because you know it's like it's like my phone now i'm trying to keep it always here on the table top pocket here you're know, keeping it away from the you know what i'm saying away from the junk all that stuff is interconnected really i didn't i did not know that so you keep your phone out of your pocket so that it you don't radiate your your nut sack is that <laughs> Pretty much. It's all somehow interlinked it's all somehow interlinked all of that stuff and you know there are there are products in the washing crystals in the sun cream there are products in in our deodorants in everything even in the water that that are draining our testosterone and we don't even know about it i mean clearly sure. guys like you and I must have quite high levels of testosterone because, you know, we're going through all of this all the time. Yeah. Well, I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we're still, uh, still getting the results in the gym and, you know, the bedroom. Marine, Marine Corps chick hasn't complained yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that will be it. Once I figured out how that works, we should do a, an episode on that. Once I've cracked it a bit more. Crack the code. Yeah, actually, you know, it's funny that we're, we're kind of going off on this tangent, but uh, there is a really good book called uh, Mail 2.0, Engineering the Alpha. Have you mm. heard that or read it? I've heard of it. I haven't, I haven't read it. No. It's a, that's a really good book. I, yeah, for the guys that are listening and, and they're looking to add stuff to their book list, that's a fucking outstanding book. That that book talks a lot about exercise, how to naturally boost your testosterone, how to like be better men in general, be more assertive, you know, like how to fuck better, you know, like it's a, it's like a very fucking Ooh. man book, you know, it's a man book. Oh yeah. Book, yeah. I'd be down. I mean, I've got a whole load of books that I still haven't read yet. And within that, there's all kinds of books on testosterone, sex, God, volume one sex god edition two all of this stuff that i are those have. real real names to books sex god oh, oh yeah let me add yeah. that to my list so. <laughs> yeah 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 definitely you know i can increase that dungeon that i'm building <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's um pro probably that one's for another day as well oh yeah well you know uh 50 shades of gray hasn't sold billions of copies for nothing you know yeah. i mean get, only you gotta have you a have pleasure to. room, right? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> gotta be done. Gotta be done. Either that or a box of goodies under the bed if you live in a shoebox house like I do. Yeah, you gotta you gotta work with what you got, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the house is fine, but my room is uh is not the biggest. Yeah, but that that I mean your room also doubles as the pleasure room, so it's true. It's yeah, true. I have a pleasure room. It's just also happens to be my bedroom. Would yeah. you like to see it? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. That's this, it. This conversation's gone gone downhill. We were talking about <laughs> we were talking about toxic friends, toxic family members, and 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 how to how to get them out of their lives. So yeah, people do bring that up on the page a lot. Mm. Like what? Uh, I'm trying to think what what people usually ask though. Is it how do you get them out of your life, or you know? Can, can you do anything about it? Like, what, what do you see the most? What I see most of all is people who want us to listen to their complaints because um, they say, how do I navigate this? Mm. Don't navigate it. You tell them to get the fuck out of your life. The only navigation you can do is to navigate out. Um, and, and I've seen this a lot of times. I remember there used to be that guy. There used to be a guy who used to say that every week. How do you deal with negative friends? We'd all tell them to, you know, cut them loose. And I used to say, this was my like motto, delete and block, delete and block. And, you know, you need to block them from all forms of social media because a psychopathic, crazy friend will keep finding you a bit like an experience you had recently with a chick. They will find you on every media stream possible. Mm. Um, so so you do, you do, unless it's a family member, you've got a delete and block. If it's a family member, you have to reduce your time with them. Got it. Yeah. You know, I just, I just thought of someone uh, like a, a friend. He was a former shipmate of mine who I mm. did that with. Uh, I'm trying to think what, what his name was now. Cause I fucking got rid of him a few years ago. I was like complaining on Facebook. I don't do this anymore, but I was bitching on Facebook. I think it was like right after my marriage, after I got married. Okay or not after I got married, it was after I got divorced and I was complaining about having to pay alimony because I used to have to pay alimony and I had to pay a fuck ton of in alimony to my ex-wife. And I was bitching about the fact that, okay, look, you want a divorce, like you want to be free, then, you know, go, go be free, little birdie, fly the nest, go be fucking free. Why do I have to pay for your lifestyle? That's a, a fucking antiquated uh, bullshit law that's still on the books that was based back when women weren't allowed to work, you know? So women needed to be able to have a sense of security to be able to leave their husbands in a toxic situation. So the state said, okay, fine. Well, your husband has to pay your way until you get married again so that they could feel safe to leave and then get married again. Then you'd have to pay all alimony. And that's all, all that it was about. But women can work now. They can make their own fucking way. Now there's really no reason to even have alimony, uh, in my personal opinion. And so I was bitching about that. Just the fact that, look, it's, uh, what, what, what happened to fucking hashtag equality? What happened to, you know, the hashtag me too movement bullshit, you know, like where's yeah. the, where are the feminists at? Um, if women truly want to be free, they should be free and not mooch off their ex-husbands for yes. expenses. And so that's, that was my argument. And this friend, uh, this Navy buddy jumps on and he just starts playing fucking devil's advocate with me. Like, well, what is she supposed to do? Like, how, and I'm like, it's not my fucking problem. She how wanted that, to be free, right? Yeah. She wanted to leave. How is that my problem? And he's like, well, you don't get it though. Like she, she can't just like da 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 da. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. off. Like, I know we were shipmates. I know we like lived together on the, like a small 500 foot fucking warship for months on at a time, but you don't get to tell me that 
my wife somehow fucking deserves money from me when she fucking doesn't want to be a part of my life anymore. So you can just fuck off. And I blocked him. And then, yeah, he started trying to find me on other media, like mediums. And I had to fucking block him from everything. I was like, get the fuck out of my life, dude. Yep, that's it. That's ex- that is the perfect example of a toxic friend, you know, pushing his stupid agenda on you, not supporting you, trying to shame you, putting thoughts in your head that aren't yours and that aren't in your best interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and then, of course, the whole trying to find you on every other media, it's, it's psychopathic behavior. There is zero empathy within that. And that's disgusting. People like that. Yeah. And I think uh, I, and I think if I remember correctly, because, God, this was like four years ago, maybe he's the kind of guy that used to like to almost heckle my fucking posts and stuff. He used to post shit, try to be funny. And I feel like he was trying to play devil's advocate to try to be a fucking, just a a troll, you know, to be funny, but who, who fucking needs that in their life, especially on a, like a serious situation that I was complaining about something that was really upsetting me. Yeah. And you were like a 34 year old man. You don't need that shit. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Fuck off, dude. It, like, I, I we don't live to, like we don't live together anymore. We don't serve together in the Navy anymore. Like, we really haven't talked in a few years. We just found each other on Facebook. I don't need you. I don't fucking yeah. need you in my life. Fuck off. Mm. So yeah, I, I unfriended him and ended up happening to block him completely. That's exactly the the that's a picture perfect uh, definition. And you know you you must not tolerate that kind of thing. And that's why I lay it down from the outset. You know, I, I catch people straight away and stop them immediately when they when they cross my boundaries now, because, you know, the more they walk over you, the more they push you, the more they feel they can push you, the more they do. So it's it's kind of fucked up. But there are these quotes from all these gurus saying that we actually treat people. We teach people how to treat us by what we tolerate, mm. which, is why, which is why. You know, there's a reason why I was bullied all of my life. I it's only now in this part of my life where I was where I'm I can say hand on heart nobody bullies me anymore. Um, but um, you know, because I tolerated it. You know, obviously in my later twenties it wasn't physical. I wasn't getting punched and kicked anymore. But I was you know being kind of more emotionally bullied or you know sort of intimidated and kind of like banter bullied you know where the the you know a big strong lad will grab you put you in a headlock ruffle your hair and go hey is that a little friend over here in the corner you know things like that would happen to me on nights out um whereas now if anyone grabs me or anything i will push them flying across the room and go, what the fuck do you think you're doing mm-hmm. i don't allow anyone to cross any lines anymore the moment anyone does anything like that i, I put them in their place and they instantly stop um or they don't stop and well actually no they do so far people since i've done that people have got the hint and they've stopped um you just can't tolerate it and you know if you feel so you've got this little voice like that you know it's like oh it's just a bit of fun it's just a bit of banter no it's not yeah you know when someone's trying to fuck you over you know when someone's trying to put you down or one up you and it's usually because they haven't they they're not actually very close friends with you if someone who's not very close friends with you insults you, that's a big red flag. They shouldn't be doing that. That's fucked up. And you should tell them, you know, you say, hey, get the fuck out of my life now. You know, hey, that's really disrespectful. I don't, will not tolerate that. And, and then I will leave them and never talk to them again. Um, 
or kick them off the Facebook group, for example. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the one one incident and it's uh, it's over. We nipped it in the bud. There is an abundance of people in this world. You don't need to give anyone your time who treats you. And it, it's become it's become normal for men to treat each other like dirt. So as I say, someone you don't know very well is putting you down and they're calling it a joke. That's not a joke. And I don't tolerate that. I'm like, excuse me, do I know you? Have you earned the right to talk to me in that way? That's really insulting. That's disrespectful. And I cut my attention from that person. I don't tolerate it. But if someone you know treats you like that, well, that's a big red flag too, because someone who knows me knows that I'm not going to tolerate that shit. And I put them in their place right there. And then I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Yeah. Do you realize, you know, you're talking to me, you know, I don't like being spoken to like that. Yeah, it makes it, it yeah it makes it worse because someone that you don't know, uh, they might not mean anything by it. They might you know, they don't know they don't know you personally, so they don't know what your boundaries are. They might have just said something and put their foot in their mouth. But mm. someone that's like a good friend of, or family member that says shit and they know that it's going to get under your fucking skin, like that almost makes it worse. It, which means that's all the more reason to say, you know what, I don't need you. Yep. <laughs> So either way, someone who doesn't know you disrespects you, I cut them out of my life. Someone who does know me well disrespects me, I cut them out of my life. Someone <laughs> fucks around on the Facebook page, I block that motherfucker. Yeah. So it's, it's just, I, it's it's a muscle memory. It's a it's a reflex now. And That's why so you're many, the page bouncer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's so many great people in this world. You know, here we are having a chat now from freaking Bristol to Colorado hanging out on a Sunday evening, you know, there's an abundance, a world of great people. No one can say, well, there are no positive people in my town anymore. Yeah. Fucking expand, <laughs> expand your uh, friend, your friend circle, you know, That's we, it. We, like we got friends all over the world now because of the 3% man group. Exactly. High quality, positive friends, you know? Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, so, you know, how I messaged you saying I was going to be late. It's because I was uh, I was over at my folks' house. I was dropping mm. off some apples. My housekeeper gave me a seventy pounds of fucking apples. Wow, seventy pounds! And uh, so I had this huge ass box of apples in my car. So I stopped by my parents' house. I was like, "You guys want some apples?" So I was dropping off some apples, and my mom was, you know, talking about whatever, and they're they were bitching about my ex wife because of this child support thing, and. And, and so my mom's going off and I look at the time going, oh shit, it's almost two. I'm like, mom, I got to get going. She's like, why? What, what do you have to do? And I was like, oh, I'm, I, I got to talk to my friend. And my dad goes, what? You can only talk to your friend at home? And I go, well, it's a Zoom call and my friend's in England. <laughs> They're like, England? Who are you talking to in England? I'm like, my friend Luke, get, get out of here. You know, like. <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah that good old zoom yeah so anyway yes side topic but that's yeah. why i was late <laughs> that's okay i found a table a really good one yeah yeah you're like that's okay if i get there first i'll get us a table and <laughs> you get that first then you get us a table <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah this is, uh i think i think it's a very important topic though of uh, dealing with toxic people you know like it's funny like uh you you talk about how like i'm always a positive person i wasn't always a positive person i was always i used to 
always considered myself a, a realist, you know, like, oh, well, that's not realistic, you know? And, and so I, I, lot, I had a lot of uh, cynical viewpoints on things. Um, and, and it wasn't until like really this year where like I really started getting back into law of attraction, started learning, uh, you know, the 3% man principles and stuff like that, where I really started realizing the value of being a positive person and how life-changing it is and having, uh, having the, the, the attitude of gratitude. It's, it's completely transformed my outlook on the world this year, you know? Even yeah. when even when bad things happen, I try to look at it like, um, you know, what can I learn from this, or how can I handle this? Like, because I've handled everything else in my life up to this point, I can handle this too. How can I handle this? Mm. You know, and so just trying to have a more of a can-do attitude, counting my blessings, trying to put a positive spin on literally everything, has made all the difference to me and so yeah it wasn't it wasn't i wasn't always this positive luke <laughs> it's relatively new it seems to me that you have you know really changed a lot this year because i i mean i remember seeing you post earlier in the year and then looking at what you're doing now and what mm. you know now you've really soaked all this knowledge up like a sponge like you seem to learn very fast and change very very fast it's incredible what you've watching what you've done yes yeah no i know i know what you're talking about because now i see guys posting similar questions to what i posted when mm. i first joined the group and like i look at their posts and i go i don't post about stuff like that anymore nope i don't post like when a chick i'm dating uh, well, I'm only dating one chick now, but like if she acts a certain way, I don't take it to the group now going, what, what do you guys think I should do in this circumstance? Because like, I feel like I know what I, I should do in that circumstance, you know, yeah. and it's because I've read the book a month. I, I just finished the 11th read. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's really does start to become a mindset, you know, yeah. and you immediately know how to handle certain situations, you know. So. almost like knowing not to put your hand in a fire it's almost become that instinctive where we just oh we we've always done that haven't we we've always known not to you know text 50 times in a row or whatever it is there are yeah. certain things now that i know and i don't know where i know it from but i know it just the same way that i know not to put my hand in the fire it's incredible it is incredible yeah and i never even realized it until you just brought it up now but, but it's true. Like, I don't, I don't, um, I don't post text interactions on the page anymore going, how do you think I should respond to this guys? And then have every, like, th like, you know, 70 people comment going, Oh, you fucked up there. You dipshit. Or, you know, people, cause people back before we started really kicking assholes off the page were pretty harsh. Oh, they were, weren't they? There were some harsh fucking people back in the, in the I maybe, doesn't care. <laughs> oh, bro, 
you fucked up, you know, uh, and then there was always the positive people on the page. They're like, no, I think you did fine there. Or maybe you should tell her this and stuff like that. I don't even ask anymore because I, I feel like I know how to interact in this circumstance. Well, yeah, you've become one of the one of the people now who everybody reaches out to for, for guidance. You know, you, you mastered that in a very relative, really short space of time. I remember the things you were posting back in June and July. And now I can, you know, now I'm going to you all the time for advice. It's incredible. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I want to do a, I think I'm going to do a solo episode on how I'm not a dating coach though. Cause I, yeah. I, I, I like, I, I really like our conversations on a daily basis. So yeah. that's, that's fun. But other guys on the page, like will reach out to me and, and, seek advice and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm not a dating coach though. Like I don't want to give you advice. I mean, I'll give you advice, but it's all just based on what I know from the book, which you should know too, because we're all students here, you know? No, no, it's true. And and that's, that's the process that I've already had to go through having to say, Hey, I'm not a dating coach. We actually have our residential dating coach, Benny, mm-hmm. who is fucking amazing, really, really knowledgeable guy. And he's, got the patience hasn't he he's got patience that guy yeah he must be dealing with yeah yeah i always i always recommend benny and there's a i think there's a couple of other guys on the page that are that are dating coaches too but benny's the most prevalent because he's always in the comments with his video um posts and stuff like that so and he's been on the podcast before too so but yeah so i always try to recommend you know what i'm not a dating coach you should check out benny's site you know, and Benny's more affordable than Coach Wayne. You know, Coach Wayne charges what thousand dollars a fucking hour. Uh, if you read my book, then you'll know that what you have to do is actually not text and pull back slightly, and she'll come to you because women are like cats. A thousand bucks, please. <laughs> I don't want to badmouth Coach Wayne though, because I mean, like, we all get a lot from Coach Wayne, but. Uh, oh, I love Coach Wayne, but I can imagine he'd probably say something along those lines. Well, some someone on the page did say that they hired him, and they said that yeah, that what he does is he tells you a lot during the coaching session to read his book ten <laughs> to fifteen times. It's like, well, fuck, why am I paying you a thousand bucks an hour to do that? When and then when you read his book, he tells you to go and look at the YouTube video and you go look at the YouTube <laughs> video and the YouTube video tells you to read the book and it's like, ah, fuck. But which one it, is it, Corey? <laughs> yeah. Although his videos are super helpful because there are certain things in the videos, which yeah. is why uh, at the end of every episode, I recommend you read his book and I recommend you check out his YouTube channel Yeah, because his videos do go into depth on things that he doesn't cover in the book. Like uh, he, he has things on how to properly text a girl that you're dating long-term, which you, you don't, you don't play mirror game with your girlfriend, you know, you, uh, but you're also not supposed to be texting her all the fucking time either, but you are supposed to like surprise her with certain things. Like he's like periodically, you know, instead of sending her a good morning text every morning that becomes predictable, maybe, you know, on a, a day she doesn't expect it, send her a little greeting card or something or leave a little post-it note for her in the morning where like, you know, she'll see it, you know, like in her, her makeup bag or something. Um, little stuff like that's not in the book, but it's important to know, like, because now that I'm in a, I'm an exclusive relationship, like, oh, well, what the fuck do I do now? I feel like I got the dating part shit down. 
<laughs> what do I do in the long-term stuff to keep this attraction going, you know? So his yeah. videos are still important that way, but I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a coach. Our entire identity at the moment. I mean, our entire life right now is being reshaped by Corey. Corey is a G. Corey is one of my favorite people in the whole world. However, if you wanted something slightly more affordable, Benny will also <laughs> teach the principles of the 3% man with great effect because he's been through the process, that guy. He's done everything that we are currently doing right now. I mean, I, in many senses, you know, you've, you've done very well with your process. Um, but as for me, I'm right in there. I'm right in the battlefield right now, playing the game, you know, the single game. A lot of people in relationships are terrified to come out now because they know that the, the, the playing field is fucked right now with COVID. Oh, because yeah. I, I came to a conclusion of what's going on because before COVID, women, attractive women and unattractive women had a hell of a lot of options from simpy guys, 97% men blowing up their phone. Yeah. But now they've got, I'd say they've got another 40 to 50% of guys blowing up their phone now even more needy guys than ever before and <clears throat> even the girls who put a high interest in you now may also have a high fear of covid which means they won't meet you and if they do they might not want to kiss you so okay. before covid you had all the girls with a high interest in you i could pick and choose yeah. now it's about half the girls with the high interest maybe even less than half the girls with the high interest who I can now pick from because even the girls with a high interest now will often go, Oh no, but it's too risky. So now we're reduced to about, I don't know what percentage of, of women now we're down to about 40% of the options that I had before. You know what? Uh, I forgot. So, so this is the Christmas episode. I'm hoping yeah. that, so, so we're recording this back in October. If people didn't realize this, this is a, <laughs> So I'm hoping though, that by the time this episode releases, all the COVID bullshit will be fizzled out because it'll be after the US election. Mm. And a lot of it's been politicized, you know, whether you, you know, whatever spectrum of the uh, political cycle, you know, whether you left or right, it, it has been politicized. You can't argue that. And I feel like a lot of that is because it's an, it's an election year so by the time this publishes, all that election shit will be over and hopefully the media will just slowly fucking stop reporting on all this nonsense and it will just fizzle away. <laughs> yeah. So That's hopefully it. it'll be a Christmas miracle and we won't have to deal with fucking COVID anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it has, you know, it is a rough game right now, but, um, you know, I, uh, I think I'm kind of... I've got a hang of what's going on now. Mm -hmm. You know, the comfort levels need to be 10 times higher than they were before in yeah. order for anyone to come into your house. Well, even with COVID going on though, like you have done very well for yourself because you have had dates, yep. you have snogged, right? That's what, that's the term. I always bring that up. It's snogging, yep. right? You have yep. snogged, um, you know, you, you have had, success during all of this shit mm. whereas there's guys on the page that are just in the d 
dumps because of COVID and like wherever they're at in the world. And, and a lot of that is dependent on where you live. You know, some places are more locked down than others. Some guys on the page are just like, fuck, I, there's nobody wants to meet up because we're in total lockdown here. Or at least they feel like that. Like they, you know, so they're not trying and they don't yeah. realize that uh, you want to go out and date. There's chicks that also want to go out and date and they don't yeah. care about COVID, you know, like, so um, yeah, there's, you've definitely been, been blessed. I was. So, some guys, some guys have had it rough this year for sure. I, I feel for them. I really do. It's 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 terrible. And it's the sooner we get this thing over with on a global scale, the better. Because, you know, humans are meant to be together. They are meant to be hanging out, hooking up and having fun. I mean, that's just a phrase I made up now. It's just comes oh, from my head. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's not a catchphrase that you heard somewhere. <laughs> uh, I, think it's, um, I think it's just something I made up now. <laughs> oh, you're just going to take credit for the triple h okay yeah yeah i think uh, it was me that's not true me. uh just a full disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah so so it's um it is it is it's a tough field right now but i'm i'm uh trying to uh do what benny did and go through you know go th- cut through all the stack and get to that point where i find one who is you know fun to hhh with yeah yeah it's like uh i was telling guy well it was well i was telling guy this i made a video about it also but it was because he posted a a question to rollo tomasi on his live stream about like whether he should spin plates or not and you know whether he should try to get into a long-term relationship and it's like yeah you should absolutely spin plates until you find that right plate you know the right the plate that spins the best yeah. <laughs> she yeah, stays up without with little effort these other plates you got to constantly fucking stop and spin them by hand fucking now this chick up here she can spin by herself all right yeah. she's my plate all you other plates can go to the dishwasher that's it that's it and and for me a huge part of that I mean, most of the women I deal with, I find, I do find very attractive and, and it comes down to, it totally comes down to compatibility, but high interest always wins. Whoever's going to put the most effort in to see me and to be pleasant, to be in their feminine, that's going to be the clear winner, even if she's not as good looking as the other ones, you know, have you ever, you ever had, um, have you had sex with a nine or a 10 who was just totally not into it? Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? And then, it's and then not go, fun. Yeah, and then 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 you know a month later you're having sex with a seven who's all over you, and you're like, this just wins. <laughs> yeah, it is so much better. My uh, my ex wife when I met her was a perfect ten. She mm. was absolutely gorgeous. She's totally let herself fucking go now. Uh, like if you saw a picture of my ex-wife now, you'd be like, good God, Paul, what were you thinking? I'm like, well, I was thinking she was fucking hot when she was 23, you know, but, um, but then my, my last long-term girlfriend, I would rate her as, uh, well, I wasn't, I was in really bad shape when I got divorced. I was like 230 pounds and stuff like that. So to me, she was like a 10 for someone who was a four. And, uh, but then as I, I got more attractive, lost weight, got in shape, I started realizing that like her attraction, attractive level of scale, scale wise was going down. 
But I still would say, like, in the end of the day, she was a solid eight. But she was a tiger in bed. Just fucking amazing in the sack. Whereas my perfect 10 ex-wife was a fucking wet fish in the sack. Just, like, just boring fucking. I was like, God damn it. Like, this is what I married, you know? And and then this chick, this long-term relationship chick was just unbelievable in the sack. And I was like, holy shit, this is, like, life-changing sex right here yeah. uh <laughs> so yes no i see where you're coming from like it it, it like the the beauty scale is all is is relevant for one and two it makes no fucking difference if at the end of the day she's uh she's terrible in bed yeah, you know yeah, yeah. No, or, or or just a terrible person in general you know mm, mm, mm. which because people with a high interest will do whatever they can to make you happy yeah because they want to be with you yeah. yeah. And that's the same with friends. So I've managed to tie this back in. There we go. And it comes full circle. So your friends are better. In the, you want friends that are good in the sack. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the big old titties. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you're right, though. You're right. Yeah, that's a good, good segue into tying it back around. You want friends with higher interests that want to be with you, that support you that have an interest in your success, just like you have an interest in their success and you want to cut loose the people that don't. And they make your life easier because, you know, um, when, uh, when you spend time with a quality friend, with a good friend, you'll often walk out feeling better. Do you feel better? Do you feel more energized or do you feel drained? Do you feel like they've taken something from you? Um, and and you know are they are they bringing you value you know are they returning the favor or do you feel that you are doing more of the work are you carrying the horse are you you know are you uh is it one-way traffic you know are they listening to you or are they just telling you their shit yeah that's a very good point if people just are constantly dumping on you right and they're not also asking, well, how are you doing? Mm. Then that's, you don't want to, you don't want people like that either, you know, or they're just constantly asking your advice, asking your advice, and then they give nothing in return. Exactly. Now that totally never happens on our page. Not even once. Um, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I've never had my phone blown up by anyone doing that. Not even, no, not even once. Never. I don't don't know where you get that idea from. Uh, Oh, Um, that's that's weird because I totally get that all the fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nope nope doesn't happen on the three percent man page nobody ever sponges advice and gives nothing back no nope, not even <laughs> once um what was i saying but yeah you know you're gonna get a lot of a lot of these so-called friends will just take 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 from you and they give you nothing back they give you no nothing i mean they don't have to be inspiring mega people but they have to kind of want to be better they have to kind of want to improve themselves because i've got friends who just raise me up they're fun to be with they're not exactly superstars or anything but they are my big fans they are you know like they do love me for who i am and they accept me for who i am and they are building me up and raising me up all the time they're not necessarily hugely successful legendary people they're not necessarily living the life that i'd want to live but, you know, they are doing their best. They're trying and they're being positive and they are raising me up and they are making my life easier for me. Got it. So, so if you're helping somebody, 
um, if I'm giving someone a lot of help with something, then they it is their job to then do something back in return to somehow make my life better, you know? Yeah. So let's say if I am giving someone free advice on something and they're not they're not giving me anything in return, you know, they should fucking pay for my dinner. They should fucking pick me up from my house. You know, they should they should do everything they possibly can to be as to make my life better, to make my life easier. You know, there has to be some kind of exchange of value somewhere that, I mean, obviously you don't, you don't get into any covert agreements. You let people know from the outset. So I'd be like, yo, if you're going to do this, you know, then if I'm going to help you with this shit, I need you then to do da, 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 da. You know what I mean? You don't get into a covert codependency agreement because I've, I accidentally did got into that where people were helping me with stuff. And then I somehow ended up feeling like I was obliged to do <coughs> all these things for them that I didn't want to do, that they never actually specifically told me to do it. Just somehow we got stuck in this. But, you know, it's got to be give and take. You know, if you're going to take value from someone, you have to give as much back, if not more. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think on that note, we should wrap this up. So, yeah. Because it's late there. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, Luke. Well, thanks again for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just going to go open my presents. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hopefully, it's a, hopefully they're good presents. Yeah, I think so. This blue one's looking great. <laughs> all right, man. Talk to you later. All right, in a bit. Thanks again for joining me, Luke. It's always fun to have you on the podcast and get your insight about things. Thank you for the idea to cover this topic too, because you're absolutely right. You can't keep negative and toxic people around in your life. It's so important to surround yourself with positive and supportive people. It's important for your self-development and your own psychological well-being. It's just so important. All right. Guys, until next time, I'm wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.